When you want to scale a business, there's only two things holding you back. One, your inability to operate, and two, your ego. And for a surprising number of managers today, it's their ego. So welcome to Tip Tuesday. And if this is your first time tuning into the channel, I really appreciate it. My name is Zareer Merwanji, and I'm going to give you three tips that you should use when you're leading your teams or your direct reports in 2020. So let's get into the video. Kindness are not normally seen as qualities that you need to lead a team, but I believe in them so much. A lot of people think of leadership qualities like dad being, you know, aggressive or being angry or punishing or grounding. And I think of them like mom. I, I think the best managers have very caring and empathetic personalities. And most people overlook the importance of being able to show emotion. Like even if you think of yourself as an empathetic or kind person, today in 2020, becoming a leader is going to change how you exercise that empathy. Right now, I work for a company that has 446,000 associates and as a master sales and leadership instructor for the university, it is my job to make sure that my students and my customers feel safe at work. Right. Tip number one, don't ask people to earn your trust. I give trust more than anybody else. I give trust more than any other leader. I give trust more than most CEOs would. Giving trust is offense, and I think people say no a lot of times because they fear that bad things are going to happen to them. And bad things happen to good people all the time, and that's okay. But so many managers are driven by ego, and a lot of people don't want their direct reports to be better at them or be better at something than them because of the insecurities. So if you're a manager or a new manager, you should really empower your team to make their own decisions, right? Like, are you sitting down with them on a weekly basis or on the phone giving feedback? You got to let them lose and win on their own and learn, right? Empowering people to make decisions is how you're going to scale in business. I've always thought that if someone else was performing at a 60, 70, 80 instead of my 100 is better than not doing anything at all, right? So how are, you, how are they ever going to learn if someone is actually capable of doing that job or executing them without giving them a chance. I have um, three boys, uh, one's off to college, and uh, as a father, I have to let my kids swim. Eventually, just like your employees, you gotta let them swing the bat. You gotta let them win or lose on their own. And the reason that I think I give trust so easily is because I'm completely not driven by fear and a lot of people are. Like, I don't want you to get me wrong here. Even though I say I will give you trust, I also take it away very quickly. Trust is lost if you prove yourself to be incapable or maybe not even worthy of the same challenge. But I think having expectations of an employee to earn trust before you actually give it to them makes you go slower in business and speed in business is so important. 
I think a lot of people want to go slow because they want to be careful that they don't crash, but I'd rather go fast and crash a few times and learn from my mistakes, right? And another thing with trust is also, it allows you to see what people do naturally. To me, the ultimate scale is allowing people to roam freely and expose themselves, whether good or bad. I think they'll show you their true colors. The bad ones do almost immediately, don't they? Hey, if you're getting value out of this, hit like and hit the bell button right over here or right here. And don't forget to hit subscribe for notifications uh, for new videos every single week. Tip number two, build great culture to generate speed. And what that means to you is you have to move even quicker to penetrate your market than ever before, especially now in 2020. And the funny thing is what a lot of people don't understand is speed in business comes from great internal culture. The best things that are going to make your company go fast is continuity and the lack of politics. Like if you go right now and you go audit every single employee in your company, you go figure out which person makes the other one miserable. <laughs> I see humans making other humans miserable every single day. And it, you know what? The funny thing is, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if it's your number one salesperson, your best manager, or your best technician, or your CEO. Cancer spreads. And with cancer, and, and then you have politics, comes the lack of speed. You're not spending time executing if you're bickering with your coworkers or wasting time wondering if someone's trying to ruin you. Your company is going to get slow if people are stressed out about having meetings with certain individuals or working on certain days. Negative internal cultures make people go slow. And here's the problem. The problem is most businesses don't know how to build culture. You don't build a culture by having free snacks or a gym membership or open seating. You build culture by talking to people one-on-one -on -one and understanding what they're all about. What you're going to learn is some people want money, some people want time with their family, some people want a fancy title, some people want creativity, some people want happiness. But it's your job as a leader to know every one of those things about every single person every single day. And what we have to do in our business every single day is just that. You gotta build a Death Star, a good one, a Death Star around all of it. Force it, suffocate that negativity, make that positivity louder. If your direct reports are toxic and they're negative to other people in the company, get them out of there. No matter how good your numbers are, you need to suck this one up and have that difficult conversation and think about the long journey ahead. I think you'll be very grateful that you did. You gotta lead with your heart. If there's any debate between doing something that's good for your bottom line, that doesn't help your internal culture, you're gonna win that debate nine times out of 10. And the issue that I see is a lot of companies have problems with this because leadership is playing that short-term game. I think when you start worrying about building culture, it takes a financial commitment. I'm going to be making a video soon on how to build a great culture around your team. But if you take a look around and your top salesperson is toxic, you need to be willing to sacrifice profits right now in the short term for a long term culture. If your investors are measuring you on a 90 day return, you need to find a way to justify why you're spending money on a team bowling event or taking time away from pitching to customers to spending time talking with employees about dumb shit all day long. 
And this is why so many companies never ever do it. People are the name of the game. Skills are commoditized. If you have the time at lunch, go roll up on Rick or Sally and some peeps and get to know them. Bring value to other people. Help them with what they need. It will 100% change your game. It will 100% change your leadership game. Got it? Tip number three. You got to set the right expectations for all of your new hires, especially in onboarding. I think when you decide you want to scale a business, there's usually only a couple of things that hold people back. Number one, your inability to operate. Number two, your ego. And for a surprising number of people nowadays, it's their ego. I think managers and leaders set their own level of talent as a basis of hiring for their employees and that's not cool. And then they complain that they can't find any good people and they can't find good employees. It, it's a fun game to play, especially in leadership, because you're setting some random benchmark that nobody's hitting because you put yourself on the pedestal of how great you used to be. But it comes at the mercy of building a bigger business. If your impression of them as an employee is based on some interpretation of how you decide they model your behavior, you're just scratching your own itch of how great you really are. That's ego. People think that I actually play on ego. But let me just tell you the truth. In reality, I play on confidence. These are the things that allow me to scale and even do what I do. Confidence. I don't hold anybody to the some bullshit metric that has no reality other than what's playing in my own head. I'm not holding people to some fake line that I'm the judge and jury of. You shouldn't either. And it's the reason that so many of the great companies out there have employees with high retention. Don't hold them to your standard because they don't need to be you. You be you. Let them be themselves. You know what I'm saying? If you're getting value out of this, please smash like, hit the subscribe and the bell button on the top and um, show me some love. I'm gonna leave you with this shot of B12 today on navigating the transition to a management role because I got a feeling that you're new. When you're transitioning to a management role, it can be very, very a difficult thing to do. There's so many incredible executors out there who yearn for the financial upside and the title that kind of comes with leading a team. And it's actually the thing that I fear the most in my career, no lie. There's a few things that people struggle with when they make the transition to a management role. Like they used to be really good at what they do and all of a sudden they're a great sales rep and boom, now they're a manager. And the first mistake they make is micromanaging. And I hate micromanagement, but it's a big struggle, right? You may have been great in the field before, but now when you have to lead a team and, and cross those T's and dot those I's, you're having trouble. And when you see someone on your team who's not great at executing, it's hard not to micromanage. But here's the truth. Most things don't matter. And this is what I tell managers every single day. It's a mental shift that so many managers actually struggle with, right? And the other mistake that a lot of people make when they get into a micromanagement position uh, or a management position is that they think that other people work for them. They act like bosses instead of being mentors. But here's the reality. The reality is all the best managers 
are actually mentors. All of the great managers have mentorship DNA within them. And a lot of things come you know, with being a mentor and it means that you need to be the bigger person, the bigger man or the bigger woman um, in every situation. It means that you need to become a full-time listener. It means that you need to eat dirt and have humility and kindness and empathy. There's gonna be a lot of times where you have to swallow your own pride and you have to do what's best for your team. And you're gonna to have to learn how to take the blame. You have to be willing to accept responsibility for your failures. No one likes a boss who passes the buck to an employee, especially in a tough situation. So when you decide to go from being a superstar sales consultant to a manager, you're actually going from trading on IQ, which is intelligence, to EQ, which is heart. And a lot of people actually don't even know how to make that transition. The reason our leadership and our virtual instructor-led training programs at our company, at our university has grown exponentially is because we disproportionately focus on EQ as leadership, right? You need motherly skills to run a company not paternal fatherly skills. And the last people, uh, uh, the last thing that people do as a failure is self-esteem. If you did not have self-esteem instilled in you as a kid, or if you did not develop it along the way, you need to be able to found, find an outlet to go ahead and create that, right? It's what I do with managers in my company. I try to instill self-esteem by talking about the positives 90% of the time. Your self-esteem outlet could take a lot of different forms, right? You might be a great soccer player, or you might be a great comedian, or you might even find someone to like or get married to or date, and maybe you can find that too. But regardless of how you get there, it's gonna take empathy, it's gonna take self-awareness, it's gonna take kindness, it's gonna take self-esteem to be a great leader in 2020. My friends, if you like this video, please share it with someone that gets value out of it. It would really mean the world to me if you would consider subscribing to my channel and show some support for my weekly tip Tuesday videos. Tuesday-ish, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, all right? As you can see, I'm a very busy guy. I'm trying to make content on the move every opportunity I get, whether I'm in my car or whether I'm in my office or whether I'm in the hallway or my stairwell, nothing fancy, just me and you having this conversation. I hope you have a great day and I love you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure that you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends that it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.